Welcome, everyone, to episode 13, the lucky number 13 of the Daddy Sharps podcast. I'm Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And this week, we have all your best bets in the NFL. And we're going to deep dive into prop bets for week 18. Even for teams eliminated from the playoffs, there are a lot of players that will want to close out their seasons, picking up as many yards, catches, and touchdowns as they can, and tackles and sacks so they can collect big bonuses and break records. That's right. But first, let's touch on exactly what happened Monday night in the Bengals-Bills game for a couple of reasons. I know a lot of people are talking about this, but it's important to talk about it. To touch on the human aspect of all this, you know, what happened was traumatic for Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin and his family, and for everyone watching, including you and me, John, you know, and Hamlin's health is is all that matters, right? Um, yes. Here on out. But, you know, Hamlin collapsed on the turf after making what looked like a routine tackle. According to the Bill's organization, the 24-year-old suffered cardiac arrest on the field, and according to members of the Hamlin family, Medical personnel resuscitated him once on the field before being transported to University of Cincinnati Medical Center, where he remains in critical condition. So, Luke, we talked about it and we made a decision to continue with our podcast this week. So we also need to discuss potential betting implications of this. And let's start with the AFC implications. If the Bengals-Bills game is canceled and both teams finish with 16 games, that means this week, the Chiefs are kicking off NFL action on Saturday afternoon, playing for the one seed, and they can get it with a win. The Bills clinch the two seed and still end up with at least two home games in the playoffs, and the Bengals will clinch their division and get a home playoff game. The only team that's hurt is the Ravens. The Ravens would not be able to win a division, but they're already clinched a playoff spot. Yeah, and that's, again, presuming that the game is canceled and there's no official word as of us recording this podcast, but, you know, I think everyone thinks that it probably will be canceled and it, it, it's the right thing to do. Don't you think, John? I mean, what what a horrible scene. We were both talking on the phone and we're chatting anyway during that happening. Yeah, and I look the look on Josh Allen's face, I don't think he wants to finish that game. I don't yeah, think no he wants one. to go back to her right now. No one does. But, you know, it, it does mean that, you know, teams like the Chiefs you know, might play hard for the win. And if we, you know, look at betting and sports betting coming up this week, you know, maybe not as much effort from the Bengals as they secure uh, a home game anyway, and they can't move much. You know, for the Ravens, if they win, they could get the fifth seed if the Chargers lose to the Broncos. So, you know, a lot riding on the AFC this week, and we're going to break that down a little bit more as well. But let's go ahead and break down our best bets from last week. John, you start us off. Oh, Luke, Luke, this was one of my favorite bets of the week. UCLA versus Pittsburgh, UCLA minus five and a half. Basically, the entire Pitt team opted out. And what we found out was the bench is pretty damn good. They forced UCLA star quarterback into multiple turnovers, including two in the red zone. Pitt goes on to win, and we lose this bet. But I gave us some... Very good action on Saturday when everybody else was betting those crazy playoff games, which were great games, by the way. We gave you Iowa minus two and a half on Saturday morning. The result was never in question as Iowa leads wire to wire. In fact, the Hawkeye defense didn't allow a point. Iowa wins 21-0 and the Daddy Sharps cover. And I was still laughing about that one because it was the two <laughs> worst offenses that you'll ever yes. see. Yep. <laughs> Great pick, man. Hey, you might remember I had a terrible week last week going 0-2 on college best bets. This week, John, 
Two and O, baby. He's what do you back. think? He's back. That's right. And I started with the Cotton Bowl. Tulane against USC. USC favored by two and a half. This was a really high-scoring game, really close game. And the underdog from the Big Easy, my favorite team to bet all yes. season long, the mighty green wave of cash from Tulane pulled out the victory. And, of course, they covered that. Green wave, John. I love it. I was now with the, you. Now to the Arizona Bowl. The Ohio Bobcats giving two to Wyoming. Another close game that ended in overtime. In the end, Maction, the <laughs> Mac, came alive in the Arizona desert, and the Bobcats won by a field goal for another best bet win. Maction, baby. And then we go to the NFL where I was one and one. The New York Jets at Seattle. My best bet here was over 43. Luke, as a Seattle resident, what the hell happened here? Did the Legion of Boom come back? Last Magic. week, I said Pete Carroll knows the defense for the New York Jets. He hung 23 on them. Problem with an over is the other team has to score at least a touchdown. And against one of the worst defenses in the league, the Jets can't score one time in the end zone. It was two field goals. Come on. Final score, 23-6. Well under the 43. Sorry. Was Cam playing? Cam Chancellor? <laughs> man, man, I wish. I wish. And then one of those rare bets where the Daddy Sharps disagreed. Cleveland at Washington. My best bet, Cleveland plus two and a half. I don't know what to say, Luke. Sometimes we disagree, and oftentimes you are the one on the winning side, but not this time, my friend. Not this night. For me, the bet came down to Deshaun Watson getting more comfortable, and the commander's going back to Carson Wentz. Wentz is the one who actually won this bet as he throws three interceptions on the day. Ouch, ouch. Wentz oh, won the bet for you. Ouch. Yes, yes he did. <laughs> ah, look, man, I was wrong on this side. Absolutely. Lessons learned, though. Do not rely on Carson Wentz for anything, let alone to cover. What was I thinking? Not a good game for the Commanders. Now a lot of pressure on that team as they move into the final week of the season. Next, I had a teaser going. Miami plus two and a half on the road against the Patriots and Cincinnati plus one at home against the Bills. The Dolphins lost by two uh, for that teaser, teased up to eight and a half. They covered that tease for the Bengals. We obviously, we touched on that game a bit earlier on. It will most likely be canceled. That's what we're thinking. So that bet doesn't stand. It, and that is a-okay with yep. me. All yep. right, let's move on to this week's best bets. And since we have no college games this week, we're going to add to our NFL best bets. So that means three best bets from me and three from you, John. Kick us off. Where do you want to go in the world of the NFL? It's, it's a tricky week, my friend. Very tricky week. Sure a lot is. of crazy lines out there because last minute news coming in about quarterback changes and people sitting. One of my favorite lines of the week that I was able to buy early. And this proves you got to you got to look at buying numbers early. The New York Jets at Miami. I was able to get in on this. New York Jets plus three and a half. One of the craziest lines I've seen all week. The Jets get more than a field goal against a third string quarterback from Miami. Two is out. Says he'll come back for the playoffs if they get there. Bridgewater has a dislocated pinky on his throwing hand. He's out. The Dolphins now turn to Skylar Thompson. He did actually play one game this year, and it was against the Jets in October after Teddy went down in the first quarter. Dude was 19 of 33 for 166 yards and a pick. The Jets won that game 40 to 19 behind Zach Wilson, of all people. Zach Wilson had a career day against the Miami Dolphins. 
Now they got Mike White in there, and he should play despite the questionable tag for the ribs. The matchup features strength versus strength with one of the best passing offenses going up against one of the best pass defenses in the league. But like I said, the Dolphins are missing their trigger man. The Jets are one and three behind Mike White, but two of those losses were against playoff teams in Buffalo and Minnesota, and they're two and two against the spread with Mike White. On the Miami side, they need a win to get into the playoffs. The Jets need a win. So Sala still looks good. And I don't think he can afford a loss to a backup quarterback, let alone a third stringer. My best bet here, the New York Jets plus three and a half. Yeah, I love that bet. You know, a good lesson, John, get those numbers early. Do you think money might come back, though, on Miami just because everyone might think they're the better team toward, you know, toward game day? It, it could, and but I think the public already knows. Like, I saw today that uh, they actually signed Glennon as an emergency quarterback in this. You remember oh, wow. Mike Glennon? Oh, yeah, I didn't know guy? they did that. Yeah, yeah. so that, that just came down. And, um, you know, you know, and I think a lot of our listeners know, you got to pay attention to that news. When you see something come across, I actually saw that uh, that it was a dislocated pinky on Monday Night Football when right before they went into the game. And that's when I looked at the line and was able to get the Jets plus three and a half. That's when I knew Skylar Thompson was a starter. So a rookie seventh rounder. I I like my chances plus three and a half. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> Against I that too. defense. <laughs> I do too. And a good lesson to get those lines early. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm just thinking that if it's minus one right now, Jets uh, on some books, you know, maybe it'll swing back to the plus. Maybe it's worth if it's a, if a plus, uh, you, you, maybe it's worth a tease up as well. But yeah. I love you're sitting in the in the catbird seat, man. Really nice, really nice job. Well done. I like that one. <laughs> All right, Titans and Jaguars. That's where I'm going. Jags giving six in this game. The over under is forty. So whoever wins this game wins the AFC South. This is it. And John, well, I know you're waiting for me to tell you. I love the Jags because I'm waiting for it for weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm taking the Titans and the what? points. You're the Jags whisperer. You're about to yell at me. I know because. <laughs> Josh Dobbs. Have you heard that name before? Oh, God. <laughs> Come on. I didn't expect that reaction. Is he from Tulane? <laughs> Come on. He's getting the start at quarterback for the Titans. He's a six-year veteran, John. Mm. He had limited time, John, to get ready for the Cowboys, sir, in his debut. <laughs> He'll have plenty of practice this week to get ready, sir. There's but it two. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because he's going to. Hand that ball off to Derrick Henry, who ran for 121 yards and a touchdown the last time these two teams played. And in that game, Henry fumbled twice in that game. And turnovers were the difference. There were three. The Jags leveraged those turnovers to win the game. But do you really think that Henry, when everything is on the line, is going to do that again? No. Mm. He won't. He won't. Mm. For the Jags, Trevor Lawrence, he's injured. Didn't practice today, I think, but he's he's he'll play in the game. You know, he's not going to miss this game, but just keep that in mind. And now let's talk about the difference maker in this game for me. I, you know, at first I thought, nah, and then I really thought about it today, and I think this is something to it. The Titans rested all of their key players last week, remember, including Henry, didn't play. Yes. The Jags have a short week this week, Sunday to Saturday, it's a Saturday game. These are two teams with a lot on the line, two teams with great coaches. I'm going to give the nod to the Titans and the points. My best bet, Titans plus six. That is a lot of points. I like it. <laughs> I like it. This next bet, I still can't believe I'm betting it, but I'm going to go with it. In a, in a week full of great games, I'm going to take you 
to Houston at Indy. My best bet here, Houston plus three. Luke, what world do we live in where Indy is actually favored against anybody? Indy has actually been favored seven times this year, and they're one in six against the spread, one in three at home, and that was with Jonathan Taylor in the lineup. Houston on the other side, four, three, and one against the spread as a road dog this year. Lovey Smith has him playing tough, and speaking of playing tough, both these coaches are probably coaching for their jobs here. Loser of this game might be fired on Monday. I'll take the experience of Lovey Smith over Jeff Saturday in a much-needed win spot here. And I get to talk about one of my favorite things here, Luke. This yes, is one of do. my, you've heard me mention this before. This is one of my things. Brandon Cooks is back. He's been back in the lineup for the last couple weeks here. And I like to call Brandon Cooks a spread killer. I rave about these guys. And currently in the NFL, I only have three current players that I call spread killers. Russell Wilson, Brandon Cooks, and Deshaun Jackson. I call them spread killers because they can score at any time from anywhere on the field. Cooks in years past has been a garbage touchdown guy at the end of a game, at the end of a half. They just heave it up there. He catches it and he scores. I'm looking for one of those to cash my miracle this week and for Houston to give up the first overall pick with a win. (laughs) Yeah, it's playing for that pick. You know, you make great points, you know, and and you're right. Uh, Two teams that have nothing to play for, but maybe they have a lot to play for. Very interesting. I, I, and I know Brandon Cooks, and you, you've seen the news too. Brandon Cooks is not happy in Houston. No, nope. he wants to do a little showcase. I think he wants to give a little showcase in this game, and this is a great team to have a little showcase in. Absolutely, absolutely. The Giants are getting fourteen on the road against the Eagles. The over/under in this game is forty-three. The Giants are locked into the playoffs. They got, they got nothing to play for here. So everyone's thinking they're not going to play their starters. The Eagles can clinch the number one seed and a playoff bye with a win. So, you know, I think the Eagles probably win this game. I think everyone does. Obviously, the bookmakers do. It's 14. But I don't see the Giants losing this game by two TDs. I just don't. I I like the Giants to cover the 14 here. And here's why. It's just this simple to me. Like I said, everyone thinks the Giants are going to sit their starters. They might. They might sit key players, but... You know, I kind of doubt it. This is a rivalry game. They're going to want to be, you know, up for the next, the first round of playoffs, too. They don't want to be too rested for the playoffs. I, and you're an athlete. I want to, I'm, I'm speaking to athletes out there right now. I'm speaking to you. You know, injuries are one thing, right? You don't want to get injured, but, you know, all those bumps and bruises and soreness here and there, they're, they're kind of oddly part of how you stay in the rhythm of the season, too. If you're too pumped up, you don't have that kind of game feeling from last week, you kind of lose that rhythm sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, you know, the Eagles are going to want to win, uh, and they're going to want to get a lead, and then they're going to coast like they have all season. <laughs> and I guarantee when they do that, they're going to start taking their own players out. If you think Jalen Hurts is going to play the second half, if he even starts, you're thinking about something else. And and here's a difference maker right here. He had 217 yards passing, 77 yards rushing, and three TDs the last time these two teams played. If you take out that difference maker, I don't think the giant or the uh, the I think the Giants cover. I don't think the Eagles cover at all. Uh, my best bet: Giants plus 14 in this one. I like it. It's a huge number too. Big number. Huge. It's the NFL. It's still the NFL. Come on. Yes. And Luke, I I liked them last week. I liked how they played. I'm going back to Cleveland at Pittsburgh. My best bet here, Cleveland plus three. I'm back on the Browns, baby. One more time. 
Yes, the Steelers are playing for a playoff spot here. Don't discount the Browns' motivation, though. Eliminate, eliminate a division rival from the playoff hunt. Plus, they have the chance to do something they haven't done in 35 years. Sweep the Steelers. Now to the data. Cleveland's 5-3 and three against the spread as an underdog of less than a touchdown. Last five meetings between these two teams, the underdog is 4-1 and one against the spread. Last week, I highlighted Watson, and I thought he was going to have a good game for him. It was his best game of the season in a Browns uniform. Watson's yards per attempt actually shot up to over nine yards per throw. He had, he hadn't eclipsed six yards yet for the Browns. And that was one thing that the coach really wanted to pay attention to was opening up that offense. My key matchup this week, both these teams are pretty even except for one area. The Steelers have the 24th ranked passing offense versus the Cleveland's seventh-ranked passing defense. The game plan here, just like last week with Wentz for the Commanders, get up early and force the inexperienced quarterback to throw the ball. I am 100% in agreement with you. I'm on Cleveland plus three. I love that matchup. I think they got a lot to play for. Don't underestimate, underestimate those teams with nothing to lose. they got nothing to lose in this one. Everything's a gain. Seems like every AFC North game ends at three. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just go back and look at the it's past five games. three every time. <laughs> Unreal. So, and that's why I, my next best bet, I'm teasing the Chargers plus two. They're at the Broncos with the Browns plus three at home. Little, little safety there, right? I, playing the Steelers, of course, you just mentioned. So, in other words, I'm charging the, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing the Chargers up to eight and a half and the Browns up to about nine and a half. If the Chargers have a lot to play, for here in this game a lot more than you might think if they win they get the fifth seed over the ravens and they could face a, a worse team in the first round of the playoffs maybe the jaguars say also head coach brandon staley he's, he's gonna want to prove the ownership that he shouldn't be fired a lot of talk that he might be removed even if uh -huh. they do make the playoffs right i mean nothing shows me also that the broncos are gonna win sorry john that's your team i'm sorry but <laughs> they've been eliminated from the playoffs and they have all kinds of issues on their own and they, they just want the season to be over i feel like yes in the other game the browns are also eliminated from the playoffs with the steelers on the bubble but again be careful with those teams that have nothing to lose and everything to gain what i mean is deshaun watson will want to shine right and prove those critics yes. wrong their head coach kevin stefanski he's also going to want to finish strong for a bunch of different reasons the browns want to end on that high note in order to sell the sizzle of success and That's we talked about that earlier. What that really means is more tickets and merchandise sold next season. So let's be real and honest. It comes down to that sometimes. As long as the <laughs> as long as the Bills Bengals game is canceled, my best bet in this one is a teaser with the Chargers and the Browns. That was a uh, that was bacon sizzling, by the way. If you didn't get that, you like bacon. that? You have to find a, <laughs> find a sound effect and put it in there. Yes. <laughs> And now it's time for our deep dive, folks. And this is the last week of the regular season. A lot of incentives and records come down to this final round of games. Yeah, an extra 10 yards here, a few more sacks there. There could be worth thousands of dollars to some players. And we're deep diving into some of those better prop bets out there this week. John, why don't you start us off? So it was a game that we kind of highlighted earlier, and it's one that... This is a prop that I kind of like. So Christian Kirk is going to get a bonus if he goes over 1,100 yards on the season. We're at that point of the season where money talks, baby, and Christian Kirk could walk away with an extra half million dollars this weekend. The prop I like is his receiving yards. 
Basically, if Kirk has 1,100 receiving yards on the season, he gets a $500,000 bonus. He currently sits 91 yards short, folks. That is what I call a major incentive. He plays the worst pass defense in the league this week against the Titans, and you get the added bonus of this is basically a playoff game. The Jags have to win to get in, so I don't think he's going to be sitting in this game. Saturday props are already out on BetMGM, and Kirk is sitting at an over-under of 55 four and a half yards. Uh, that's half of what he needs for $500,000. I think he's going to get to 55 somehow, some way he's been over that mark 10 times already this season. I really like that prop Christian Kirk over 54 and a half yards. Yeah. I loved it when I saw it. And so I'm not surprised that you picked this one too. Um, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one to have. <laughs> you know, I've got my eye on, on Patrick Mahomes and the single season passing record. Oh, that's a big one. It's a huge one. Peyton Manning holds a record with 5,477 yards. Mahomes needs 430 yards to break it. That's a lot of yards, but he's playing the Raiders this Thursday. You have the fourth worst pass defense in the league. Also, the Chiefs are playing for the number one seed, most likely in the AFC. Again, it all comes down to the Bills-Bengals game if it's canceled. And the last time the Chiefs and the Raiders met, Mahomes threw for 296 yards. So it doesn't sound great. Can he hit that 430 yards? No, I don't think he can. Yeah, But the, that could play in favor of his passing over-under. I don't, the passing over-under at the book is not going to be 430 yards. Mahomes isn't the type of player going for titles, I don't think. And I think he'd rather have championships. He seems like a real right. team kind of guy. Yeah, But I'm definitely looking at the over in his passing yards because the Chiefs will want to score a lot here if the number one seed is on the line. And the best way to beat the Raiders is through the passing game. Mm. You summed that one up perfectly. <laughs> so this, this next prop that I like here, uh, it doesn't involve cash, but... It's Najee Harris hitting 1,000 yards on the season. Kind of a holy grail for the running backs, the 1,000-yard season. No money bonus here, but hitting that mark's a huge deal for not only the back, but the whole team as well. Uh, I was talking to you about this earlier, Luke. Mark Schlereth, an offensive lineman for the Denver Broncos, during the Terrell Davis 2,000-yard season, said the last game of the season when Terrell broke that record, the fullback wanted it, the offensive lineman wanted it, they all were asking the coach, how much more? How much more do they need? They wanted to say they cleared the path for a 2,000-yard back. These are huge rushing milestones for not only the running back, but for the guys in the trenches that do the blocking. It's a team badge of honor. And 1,000 yards, that's that's one of those big badges. Plus, the Cleveland rush defense is kind of the Achilles heel of the Browns. They're ranked 25th in the league. Harris only needs 46 yards to get there. So make sure to check the line, see how close it is to that number. And I think this is going to be a close game throughout, so I don't think Harris is going to be sitting. Um, I really like the Harris over and getting definitely over the 46 yards ahead of 1,000 on the season. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that they all like too, right? He's, he's a he's a good guy in the locker room, and they're all going to be pulling for him. That's a great yes. bet. That's a great yeah. bet. I and love you that You know, one. Tomlin, old school coach, he wants that 1,000-yard rusher. Yeah, he does. He's already got titles himself. He just wants his guys to to look good and, and have fun playing. Mm. Hey, man, the Seahawks have a chance to sneak into the playoffs. I'm really happy about that. Big Hawks fan. And they need to win at home this weekend against the Rams. Rookie running back Kenneth Walker III is just 64 yards away mm. from a 1,000-yard rushing season. He's a rookie. And I cannot wait to bet the over on this prop. Walker is coming off 
of back-to-back 100-yard games, more than 130 against the Jets last week. That defensive line. The Rams Rams allow an average of 109 yards per game, so it's right there at that mark on average, but it looks like they're kind of throwing in the towel a little bit here on the season down the stretch, <clears throat> except except for that Broncos game. Sorry, John. How dare you? Oh, How sorry. Dare sorry. You, sir. But that was, a, that was that was because of a lot of, of turnovers. That was that was just a lot of turnovers. That was I don't know, you know, come on. Just Okay. So so last week the Rams gave up 192 rushing yards to the Chargers. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the Seahawks are going to they're they're a run first team, right? They always have yes. been with Pete Carroll. They look for that balanced game with an established run attack. Walker has attitude, and he's gotten on fights on the sideline. He's a rookie, but he's got a no-quit mentality. I'd be surprised if he doesn't get 64 yards in this game, but I'm definitely looking for the over on that rushing prop. That's a that's a great bet. And there's a little there's a little side little side thing there I want to tell you about, Luke. Do you know? I had to look this up today. Do you know? Who the odds-on favorite to win Rookie of the Year is right now? Walker. Kenneth Walker. Really? He's minus 110 to win uh, Rookie of the Year. He's going to need to hit the over to secure that award. I think Pete Carroll wants him to get that award. I think that's nice. a great bet that you have there. Nice future back. Yeah. I am also going with a rookie, my friend. Mr. Algier out of Atlanta. And he could hit 1,000 yards as well. And that's with with Patterson, who's playing with Atlanta. But Algier, I really like this kid. I liked him when he came out. I'm going with the rookie, sir. Atlanta's running back needs 100 yards to hit 1,000 on the season. The backstory here, the Atlanta coach was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. And what did he preach with Tennessee? Run the rock and throw to a tight end. He becomes the coach in Atlanta. What does he do? He drafts Derrick Henry lookalike, and he drafts Kyle Pitts, a great tight end. Since Atlanta has switched to the rookie quarterback, Algier has averaged just under 100 yards a game. The stat I like the most about this bet, they're feeding this kid. In his last three games, he has carried the ball 17, 18, and 20 times. Almost unheard of in today's NFL. The good news here, they're playing the Bucks, who are playing for nothing. They already locked up a playoff spot, and they don't want to risk an injury in what could be Brady's last playoff run as a pirate. That's what I'm going to call it. Buccaneers are pirates. <laughs> Despite what the coach says, the line and the experts are telling you the Bucks are going to be sitting their starters in this game. The other stat I love here, last week his over-under was 80 yards. If we can get this over-under around 90 yards, I absolutely love it. He just needs 100 to get to 1,000. I think they're going to feed this kid the rock, and I think he's going to hit it. A lot of young players flying all over the field for that team. I actually kind of like Atlanta in this game to cover. I really do. Didn't make yeah. it my best bet, but I'm just kind of throwing that as a freebie, maybe. Um, that's uh, I, I love that game. Love that game. Yes. Yep. You know what else I, I love? I yep. love the over-under for receptions for Gerald Everett. Did you see the that boy. coming? Did you see that coming? <laughs> I may have seen it coming. <laughs> the Chargers tight end. Is set to make a $250,000 bonus if he makes 60 receptions on the season. He is currently at 55 receptions. It's like a magic number five right there. He faces, uh, <clears throat> sorry, John, Denver Broncos. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. They were really the, good against tight ends, I think. Oh, no, no. No, not at all. Second no. most receptions to tight ends is what that team allows. <laughs> 5.9 per game. 
Mm. Everett has a six, five game receptions this season. So they throw him the ball a lot. He caught five of his seven targets the last time they played the Broncos. So mm. when they play the Broncos, they throw to him a lot. Mm. Uh, this is also a tight end. who was started to bounce around the league a little bit. You know, he played uh, several seasons for the Rams and then went to the Seahawks on a one-year deal. He's on a two-year deal with the Chargers. My point being that he wants to probably maximize money and look good doing it in order to be attractive to other teams. The, the prop. Good point. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be five receptions. I, I really don't. I don't know what it is right now, but um, I, I love taking the over, whatever that is. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good prop. He is a fiery player that wants to make it happen. And another guy they like in the locker room and another guy they'll probably throw to, to see if he can get that extra quarter of a million dollars drinks on him. Uh, that's a lot of money. That's a, it's a lot of Texas roadhouse, sir. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of Texas roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the? I don't awesome. know. It's kind of, that's kind of weak. <laughs> All right. Going from that right to the Houston here. Uh, let's recap our best bets this week in the NFL. I'm starting with the Texas Texans and Indy. Best bet here, Houston plus three. The New York Jets and Miami, my best bet there. The New York Jets plus three and a half. I think I'm robbing the book here, my friend. And then Cleveland and Pittsburgh, my best bet in what should be a close game. Cleveland plus three. Robbing the book. My first best bet. Titans and Jaguars, the battle for the AFC South title. I like the well-rested Titans plus six. The Giants at the Eagles look for the Eagles to sit their starters in the second half, and the Giants will cover that. 14 is a lot of points. They will cover it plus 14. And then I've got a teaser. Chargers plus two up to eight and a half. Tease that with the Browns plus three up to nine and a half. John, that does it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week. But remember, everyone, Always gamble responsibly and within your means, and the bets we share are based on our own research. We don't always win. Be sure to check us out on social media. Look for Daddy Sharps on Facebook and at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back next week, my friends, with all of our best bets and much more. But first, John, who is your daddy? We are. Stay sharp, everyone. Stay sharp, everyone.